Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Michael Denk, currently the parochial vicar of St. Joseph Parish in Amherst. Welcome, Father. So glad to be here again at Living Bread Radio. Yep, it's great to have you again. We're continuing our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And we've been talking about the Ten Commandments, and uh, today we're going to tackle the First Commandment. And the First Commandment is, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange gods before me. So 352 asks, What is the meaning of the commandment, I am the Lord your God? So it's important that we know this. It's the first commandment, you know, and with anything with God, usually he places what's most important right there up in front for us. So this is the one that is essential um, to, to truly what it means to, to know God and to love God. So because the Almighty has revealed himself to us as our God and Lord, we must not place anything above him or consider anything more important or give any other thing or person priority over him. So I want to talk about each of those phrases there. God has to be first in our life. He's God. He's got to be our ultimate love, our ultimate priority. Um, we can't, we can't ever place anything in, in front of that or in place of that. You know, and I think that's the, the the tendency that we have is to create idols, and we don't realize we're doing it, but we often do place either things or people in front of God, who all, who needs to be. Our, our first and ultimate love. So one, that, one of the ways that I do that, Father, just to share with the listeners, is I try and ask myself better questions. What can I do that is pleasing to God? Mm-hmm. Or is what I'm about to do pleasing to God? So again, all of my decisions and even the way that I think is centered around, around what does yeah. God want? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think that's... And, and we would never want to do anything that wouldn't be. You know, we'd never want to do something that, that would be unpleasing to God or displeasing to God because he, he's, our, he's our, our creator, he's our God, he's our father, and he's, he's given us this purpose in life to fulfill. And so ultimately, you know, the commandments help us see that, um, that not only is God first, but, but he is the way. You know, he's, he, he is the, the total way to life and fulfillment and happiness. Our tendency is to, and you know, the original sin is pride. And to think, I'm the way. I know the way. <laughs> you know, God, I got this better figured out than you do. Let me handle this. Well, the truth is, no, he's God and we're not. That's and so, the definition of humility or one definition of mm-hmm. humility. Yeah, God You're is God, God and I'm not. Yep. And so we must not place anything above him or consider anything more important. And a, a wonderful way to a barometer of that is daily prayer in the Sunday Eucharist. You know, so think about that. Every day we're called to do daily prayer and we're also called to, to keep holy the Lord's day. And if we have a tendency not to, or maybe to put it off or to delay it or, you know, something else that's kind of revealing to us that we might be placing something more important than God or giving something more valuable than God. You know, so think about your prayer today. Have you prayed today? You know, so when you got up in the morning, you started getting ready. Is prayer, you know, is God on the map? And not only is he on the map, he should be like, you know, the primal point of our day. But if you haven't prayed today, 
what what's been more important you know what's become your idol is is it is it work or is it looking good is it you know i don't know what, what whatever that may may be but if we don't pray every day we've made something else more important than god and ultimately true that the, the sabbath you know so the eucharist is the source and summit of our life think about sunday for you what is God, it's a good way just to look at this commandment, is God the source and summit of your life and of your Sunday? So think about your Sunday right now. Do you place anything else equal to or more important than God? You know, so I know sometimes people say, well, Father, Sundays are just a busy day. You know, I got all kinds of sports with the kids and we got family things we got to get to. And, and I just kind of look at them and smile and say, well, think about it. You know, is God the center of your Sunday? And if if your days become too busy that you can't even make it to Mass, without knowing it probably and without blame or judgment, you've placed something else in, in, in a higher esteem than God. You know, and maybe even that sleep, you've placed sleeping in as higher importance than, than getting to Mass and being with God. So we can do that by looking at our Sundays, but also our, our daily prayer. I've I've been told or had it said that, look where you spend your time and your money. Because that is your that God. You. Yeah. And if you look at how much time you spend in prayer or going to church versus how much time you spend on the computer or on the golf course right. or any of the other things, of course we have to work and we have to take care of the kids. But just like you said, I think if we don't have a daily prayer life, we simply need to make a choice, just like love. Love is a decision. It's mm -hmm. not a feeling or an emotion. Love is a choice. We need to choose to carve out 10 minutes at the very beginning of our day when we get up to do the liturgy of the hours right. or to say the first decade of the rosary or something, but putting God first, we have to make the time and we have to make the commitment and make a choice. Yeah, and that's a wonderful, the catechism gives that definition about prayer, about contemplative prayer. It says it doesn't just happen, we have to make it happen. And as you said, Tim, it's got to be an act of the will. You know, so if prayer has not been happening in your day or if Mass has not been happening on Sundays, if for some reason you've gotten off course or, you know, it just become, it hasn't been a part of your, your regular habit, make it happen. You know, so make God first in your life. Make an active, um, direct your will to him so that every day there's prayer and, and every Sunday you've made him first. We all have a tendency to form idols we all have it that's that's our original sin we all have a tendency to put other things above god or in place of god so just some of that is the real realization that we're vulnerable to that we have a weakness to that a deficiency and so we need this commandment to remind us to place god first and uh, he must be not only first but the, the the you know most important in our life so this commandment to love god is the most important of all the commandments and it's the key to all the others so we really do have to have this one um front and center in our minds and in our hearts okay so question 353 asks why do we worship god so the UCAT says we worship God because he exists and because reverence and worship are the appropriate response to his revelation and his presence. So we hear in Matthew 4, chapter 4, verse 10, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. We worship God because that's what we were meant to do. That's what he created us for. He created us so that we would know and realize who God is. And when we know and realize who God is, our, our response, our natural response, our, our human response is that of worship. You know, to, to completely want to give our lives in service to him. And, and by taking the time to worship God, it helps us 
it benefits us and not God. It doesn't make him any better or more powerful. Sure, yeah, yeah. So God doesn't need our worship. He doesn't he doesn't benefit by our worship. He he loves. I mean he he, he delights when we do that because he you know he you know he sees oh my gosh they're getting it, you know. But um when God is no longer worshipped and, and when he's no longer thought to be Lord over life and death, others assume that position. And that puts our human dignity at risk. So we, we need a God. We're, we're made to have God. And, and when God is not our God, we're ultimately going to put some other thing or, or some other person in place of that. And it completely denigrates who we're called to be as, as people. It, it completely goes against our human dignity and, and our order of loving God. So when it comes to believing in God, uh, question 354 asks, can people be forced to believe in God? No, you know, and that's all, that's the the hard, painful, wonderful thing is um, believing in God is, is free and it's gift, you know, and we can't we can't make it happen. We can't even make it happen for ourselves, but we can't even make it happen for other people. You know, it, it can't be forced upon people, and uh, faith is something that um, you can't make someone do. You know, so. I know this is a painful thing, especially for parents when they think, you know, I just want my kids to believe. Mm-hmm. I just want them to believe. And they know the pain and the reality of and, and their inability to make them believe. You know, it's not something that we can force people to do. But if we don't have faith, we can pray to God for the gift of, of faith and the grace to be able to believe. Yeah, so that's that's the, the, the sense of humility there. We can ask, you know, and we can receive uh, what, what God does give. So if you do know someone that's away from the faith, somebody that, you know, has, has, has not been going to mass or has kind of made other, other things or people the priority in their life, pray for them too, you know, and, and ask God to give them that openness of heart and the openness of spirit and the, the wisdom to, to really see God and to desire to worship him. Okay. Question 355 of the UCAT asks, you shall not have strange gods before me. What does this mean? Well, this is, you know, in, in our society, we, like, you don't see too many people actually carving idols and, uh, like, carving statues and worshiping them. And we just don't really see that that often in our society. So the question can be kind of confusing for us. You shall not have strange gods before me. But the truth is we do. We just don't recognize them. You know, so this commandment forbids us, first of all, to adore other gods and pagan deities or to worship any earthly idol or devote oneself entirely to some earthly good money, influence, success, beauty, youth, and so on. So if we devote ourselves entirely to any of this, we've made another God. We've, we've created an idol. So anytime that we give our devotion to someone or something who is other than God, we've already made an idol. So I think that that's probably the thing that, that is most real for all of us. The second bullet point is uh, you know, that, that, that there shouldn't be uh, that superstitious, which means um, to adhere to some esoteric or magic or occult or new age practice or to get involved with anything that would be not God, you know, but fortune telling or, or, you know, anything where you're looking to some other entity uh, to give you meaning and purpose. So anytime that we do that as well, um, we're, we're creating an idol and we're also opening ourselves up to being led by the enemy and not by God. So many people will, when they, when they do those things, actually open themselves up to a whole other realm. The third one is to provoke God by word and deed. So we're not to, to provoke God by word or deed. We're not, as you said, Tim, to do things against what he would desire for us. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I love that you do that with God. You you really think about and pray, God, is this what you want me to do or is this not what you want me to do? To really turn to him to be your God. When we do things like this that are against God, we, we, we commit what's called a sacrilege. You know, so we take something that is supposed to be so, so reverent and so important to us and it actually becomes something that is sacrilegious. And the, the actual meaning of that, the Latin meaning, is to plunder of a temple, to, to break down or destroy God's temple. Um, so that's what we do. We commit a sacrilege, basically, when we, when we make idols, when we form other temples and destroy God's temple. How about horoscopes, Father? Because I know a lot of people who like to read them. Yeah. That, that's uh, like a near occasion of sin if you start to believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah, so horoscopes you know, would be a part of the occult. So anything like that where we tend, when we, we look for something else to, to give us meaning or purpose. And, and other God, than God. Other than God, yeah. So we're, we're placing our trust and our hope and our identity in something not of God. So psychics would be another one. And how about these people on TV that communicate with the dead? Yeah, so I would just be wary of any of that because ultimately then the goal doesn't become God, but but having some power, you know, and and that power, guess what? It just became your idol. We do it so easily, you know, so avoid any of those things, any of the the fortune telling, soothsayers, card reading, palm reading, all of those things are a form of idolatry. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Michael Dank. And this has been Tim Perry for Faith of the Father on Living Bread Radio, reminding you that you're only one good confession away from being able to receive the Holy Eucharist. Until next time, may God bless you. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.